Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Warning, this podcast contains strong opinions, rants, words, and complete and utter honesty. But that's not going to stop you, is it? Hello and welcome back to Loose Lips. Hello! They've actually let us come back, Anna. Can you believe it? I'm so excited to be back, Lou. Me too. Second week in. Second week and the first week we made number one in the podcast charts. Oh, and by the way, we should probably introduce ourselves. Oh yeah, just in case you are new to Loose Lips, I'm Anna Williamson. I'm Louisa Zisman. And each and every Monday we're bringing to you all the chats around the stories of the week, the stuff that gets you talking, stuff that gets you riled up. Um, You know, we're just here to release it. Have a good offload. Um, Well listen, this week, find out what made Louisa say this. And your kid doesn't look cute. Half the kids aren't even good looking. I don't want to see them. Oh my God, she's going there. I don't care. And what made Anna do this? When you go out, it's <laughs> public face. Whereas behind closed doors, you are screaming. hate it. Yeah. yeah. But listen, yeah, how has your week been? So yeah, I had a good weekend. You've done roast dinners. I um, hope you've all had a, a good week, a lovely weekend. I was at a toddler birthday party yesterday. You say toddler birthday party. It was your toddler's birthday party, <laughs> Joy. She's like, I was at a toddler twice removed, nothing to do with me. It was Anna's child's birthday party, a shared birthday party. Well, yeah, I kind of basically hopped on, I hopped, joined some friends. She can't take any credit for it, basically. I can't, actually. Um, <laughs> but it was very nice, although, you know, at 10am on a Sunday morning to be in a soft play with disco lights um, and the frozen... My dream. The frozen soundtrack. Yeah, this is actually your dream. This I was, love stuff like that. Oh, man, it was my idea of hell. But I, I did embrace it, and actually, Enzo, I have to say, he was... On it, you know. When I go on the soft play. Did you go on the soft play? Yeah, I did actually. So much fun. Although it was really embarrassing because I jumped on the bouncy castle, and fell through it. Yeah, the whole oh, thing shit. just collapsed. That was a joke. No, I got the whole thing collapsed. Oh, you're not even big. Oh, thanks, babe. I felt like <laughs> a, an absolute whale. <laughs> honestly, I was there. the way the way I'd gone through, the way I, and then I had that really embarrassing. You know, when you then have to get someone to pull you out of the bouncy oh, castle. Oh yeah, and you're like melting into it. You know, it just like was Olaf the snowman. And do you want to build a snowman? It's playing in the background. You're like. That actually was. I was like, this is this is what I've signed up for. I would have peed myself too. Did you also pee yourself? Yep. Yes. That's why I was also wearing black yesterday because again, I can't go on any. (laughs) This is why you always wear black. (laughs) Is actually, I got to go. Even my mum's now. She keeps giving me um little uh you know business cards of of uh, pelvic floor therapists to sort out my nerves. We need to do that. We need to get. I keep getting emails from the. I got invited to this event, this bloggers breakfast. Anyway, I ended up not going. Sounded lovely though. Was it the IV? You asked me actually. I couldn't go either. And um, now they keep emailing me saying, do you want to book an appointment with the doctor? And I'm like, oh, I'm a little bit embarrassed. Well, And I've got a friend who had to have the whole 
reconstruction of the nun, like really bad. She was like, I'll come on your podcast and talk about my vagina. I was like, okay, Lucy. To be fair, I'm, I'm all over that. I'd I mean, love to have Let's you. do that. Listen, before we go any further, I just want to say as well, thank you so much to you because um, last week, it's always a bit, you never quite know how new I projects know. are going to go. And Lou and I wanted to do this podcast together. We thought, well, you know what, people, particularly with Louisa as well, you know, Lou, Lou is very known for being very open and honest. Um, and we weren't too sure how it was going to go down. Listen, you lovely lot, we only went and got into the iTunes number one spot. We were ahead. For two days, for two we days, were there. We were ahead of um, uh, My Dad Wrote a Porno, which is a hugely successful podcast. Yeah. So thank you to all of you. Keep, please, telling your friends about us. Subscribe and download and rate and review. We were literally dancing about that because we didn't know how it was going to go. I mean... People either love me or hate me. And only, like, a couple of people gave us one-star ratings <laughs> saying how awful I was. Can't. Nothing to do with you, oh, even. It probably, probably was about me, how, <laughs> how flipping beige I can be. But you know what? It's all, you know, we can't please everyone, Lou. As long as you're all talking, that's good. Listen, we have some emails. Um, please do keep emailing us as well. Looselipspod at gmail.com. Do you want us to talk about anything in particular, something that's really getting on your nerves um, or just something that you've... you've Topic t- ideas. we Because li- we'd like to discuss what um, you guys would like to hear about, hence why we... Um, have got Lisa Clegg here today. Yes, looking forward to having a chat with her in a moment all about your sleep uh, issues to do with your babies. Um, we've had some emails. Um, do you want to read the, this email? Yeah, lovely lady Emma says, Hello ladies, great podcast. The snowy flakiness, I like that word, of this country at the minute really pisses me off. One of the things that is most annoying is people only wanting positive comments on nice things on their social media posts. Don't put a picture of yourself with no clothes on and moan when someone, sa- when someone says something you don't like. People are far too quick to blam- brand people trolls for one single negative comment. It's so infuriating that everyone is flaky, nicey, nicey, nice. Can't wait for the next one. P.S. I'm 18 months post baby and still sweating like a motherfucker. <laughs> Definitely hormones or Botox. Do you know what, Emma? I'm with you on that. No one tells you about that either. When I had Enzo, I was sweating, sweating. so badly. Yeah. We were night always sweating. Sweats. You always get night sweats as well after you've had I absolutely... St- Dunk to high heaven. Um, thank you for that great email. Um, I also had one in from Demi Lee. Hi, Anna and Louisa. I love both of you. Thanks, love. And have just listened to the podcast, which is thoroughly amazing. Just wanted to share my situation with you both. I'm 21. I'm living with my dad and his girlfriend, uh, who have been together for five years. She has one eight-year-old boy from a previous partner and one with my dad, so my half-sister, who is three, so no problems yet. However, yet. yeah, he is honestly the worst child to live with ever. Oh, bless. And it's all, uh, all because she has no control over him when I listen to uh, Louisa say what not to do on her um, Q&A's it's literally exactly what she does so empty threats all the time and lots of shouting and trying to be his best friend it does not work it angers me to see this as uh, she won't listen to anyone and uh, you can't say anything as she is very easily offended so yes I'm in agreement with Louisa as I always am and I thought I would share this Demi well done there you go Lou how does that feel that's not a one star thank you Demi that's not a one star is it um, no, Demi's referring to my Q&As, which are on Instagram, and that is saved, that Q&A, about older children and disciplining them on my highlights um, on my Instagram, at Louise Zisman. So, Demi, I reckon you should just move out, because that eight-year-old sounds like a right little shit. <laughs> God, and she's off. Move um, out, put them in a shed in the garden. There, it's technically illegal, but you know what? Hey. Is it illegal? It's still your property. <laughs> I'm not sure that's illegal. It's a shed, it's a sheltered accommodation within your property. I don't think it's illegal, I think you could do that. It's within your boundary. Yeah. (laughs) 
Um, thank you for all of your comments, guys. If you want to get in touch, do tell us your opinions on all the topics we're debating. We do love to hear from you. Just uh, as we've said before, just suggest the topic or just offload. Just use us as a glorified therapy session if you want. Yeah. How do they get in touch, Lulu? Looselipspod at gmail.com. This week, we're talking about one of the most suggested topics on our social media, baby sleep. Well, yeah, exactly. Because let's be honest, I think every every single Nobody parent... Nobody wants a sleepless night. No, and you, you, well, no. And do you know what? I it's, said it's to my I said to my husband, I obviously already had Dixie, and I said, I'm not having any more children with you unless I have a night nanny or maternity nanny, someone that will do the night feeds for me, because they are hell. So um, anyway, I found a lovely lady called Lisa Clegg. She's best-selling author of a book called The Blissful Baby Expert, which I recommend to everyone everybody I know it's my number one baby shower gift as well it is literally the baby bible she is amazing she's worked with both indigo um and Clemmy. she came to me to work with indigo when Indy was 11 weeks and the first night Lisa came she just showed me a few tricks and indigo slept through sod off I honestly what, literally from the thought first she night? was god yep from the first night she came and then with Clemmy, I booked her when I was about one second pregnant um <laughs> To spend like five months with me full time, six nights a week, because Lisa gets very booked up. And luckily, we have her here today. Hopefully, you're not too sleepy. Hello. Hi. Hi. No, not too sleepy. <laughs> it's so good to have you because you say I think every. I think it is the number one. It, well, you you tell us number one issue, isn't it? The minute you have a baby, it is that everyone all anyone trots out is <laughs> good luck. Good luck. You're never going to sleep again. Um, and actually, you uh, do sleep again. Well, honestly, if you've got Lisa. No, I'm kidding. You can actually sleep with Dixie. I had no help. Um, and I got her into a really good routine from day one and she slept through um, from about six weeks. And by sleeping through, I'd just like to clarify this. Oh, yeah, what is I that? consider, and Lisa, correct me if I'm wrong, I consider sleeping through from a late feed at about 10, 30, 11 p.m. to round about between 6 and 7 a.m. I honestly believe that little babies can't do longer than that. I was talking to a friend last week. She said, well, I just want her to sleep from seven till seven. And I said, but she's only like 10 weeks old. Oh, God. I don't think that's going to happen. No, for sure. Um, I never expect a baby to do seven till seven until they're at least kind of six or seven months and already on solids. Right. Because they need the milk in the night? um, Not necessarily in the the middle of the night, but we always do um, a top-up feed around 10, 30, 11 o'clock. And then we aim for the long stretch of sleep to be when hopefully the parents would like to sleep uh, between midnight and 7am. So that is achievable if you structure a routine um, by about 12 weeks-ish, you know, if you've already worked towards the routine up to that point. Can I ask a question? Because when I got pregnant, there were so many friends that swore they did this and some that didn't. When is the optimum? Can you get a baby or should you get a baby in routine from day one or should you allow those first few weeks to breathe and just go with the flow? I mean, what is your advice on that? I think it's a mixture of both. So we use a routine um, and have a routine that we're loosely following but we're not super super strict with it from the start so we allow for the fact that they are newborn and um, although we have kind of a a guide which when I work with Louisa I would say right these are the rough feed times that we're aiming for yeah like from this time to between 10 10 30 have a feed and I think that's probably one of the areas where people get most confused when they're trying to implement a routine that sounds a bit Hitler-esque. But, oh, no, I know sorry. what you mean, though, yeah. But basically, you don't don't leave the baby screaming for hours. If they're no. hungry, feed them. Exactly. Um, but just steer them towards it gently. Like, sometimes I'd um, d- always wake them up from sleep, 
hold off for feeding with a with a dummy just even if you can eat them out for 10 minutes um to to get towards that aim of time and i think right by two weeks you've really got it in the bag yeah, I mean, we usually find that once we start the routine from newborn, so most parents that I work with in my job as a maternity nurse, I would go from newborn anyway. So we usually find definitely by four weeks, we've got some sort of structure then in place where we've been working towards it. So you'll still have the odd day where they wake up and you just think, OK, today's going to be one of those days where everything's just going to go wrong. But I think as a parent anyway, it doesn't matter what age your child is, sometimes they're a bit like us and they just wake up and they've just got out of the wrong side of the bed. And you have to go, today's going to be one of those days, tomorrow's a new day. Once you get to the end of that day, draw a line under it and you start the routine again from the following day. So right. each day is a new day. So even if you do have a bad day, that you try not to think, oh, it's all going wrong, you know, it's yeah. not going, I can't I do this. I think people give up as well too easily. Yeah. Like they'll say, oh, I tried that, but it didn't work. And I said to this, the same friend I was talking to um, the other day, I said, you know, it takes time. You can't try something once and then never try it again. Mm. I had another friend say, oh, baby doesn't like the push chair. So what do you mean the baby doesn't like the pushchair? Well, you know, I put him in it once and he just cried and cried. Well, it doesn't mean never put him in it again. And I, I honestly think that lots of parents are almost scared to yeah. do things because they don't. It's like the unknown. They get put off, as you say, if, if it doesn't work one week. And as you say, they change so quickly from week to week. Yeah. I mean, I'm finding it all the time with Enzo. One thing he absolutely hated, the next month he absolutely yeah. loves it again. Yeah. So can I ask, because I know Lou, because Lou swears by AU, Lisa, mm -hmm. um, and, and sleep training, I guess you call it, yeah. or putting in routine. Um, I, I just... I think we were saying this before we started recording. I went, I just, have, I'm a very much a control freak. Um, and for me, I think the fact of, I'll be completely honest here, the lo I felt I was losing so much control yeah. with in the newborn phase. I mean, I was having raging postnatal depression, which didn't help. But I think for me, the only way I could claw back some sort of control of my life was to try and put my baby into as much routine as I can. And I have to, I'm saying, no, it doesn't work for everyone, or some people aren't into it. And that's, and that's absolutely fair enough. Some of my sister in law's very into just sort of free, attachment pairing just go with the flow and some friends of mine are and I think whatever works for you is absolutely cool and you do whatever works for you and your but family those attachment parents they always moan they always moan <laughs> that they, they get they're no tired. sleep and that they're <laughs> tired and I'm like why are you moaning then you either love it or you don't love it but don't frigging moan or be jealous so many people are jealous I'm like they're like oh how'd your baby sleep great like sometimes Indy will sleep for 14 hours straight Oh and people are like, oh my God, you drug her. No, she just really likes her cot and she likes sleeping and she's so happy. But people just seethe with jealousy or they think that you're some kind of horrific, like, prison warden with your kids, like, locking them in their bedrooms in their cots at night and leaving them there, like, whatever happens. Like, my kids have never really been left to cry. Like, 10, 10 minutes, 15 max. Um, it's not going to kill them. They're not going to die. You'll feel a lot better for it. Sometimes they just need to cut loose and have some space and be allowed to wind down. And I think with sleep training, there's still a little bit of, you know, kind of like tiptoeing around it. And I know we had a conversation, you popped into mine the other day, and we were talking about some negative comments that, that you, Lisa, had got yeah. on, go on Facebook. Go Let's have a look. Well, um, go on then. I think, like Louisa said, a lot of people see a routine as the big bad thing, that if you dare to even try and work towards a routine that your children must be unhappy they must be crying all the time because they don't want to do a routine when in actual fact anybody that you speak to who's gradually worked to a routine over time say 
they've gone to that they've they've moved to that idea because before they tried to do a routine and before well, before they were kind of a lot more relaxed and just went with the flow that their babies were actually very unhappy at the time so miserable, some, those babies yeah like, chronically I mean, not, exhausted yeah some some people will find and that's why they they try and look for an alternative and then they try a routine they go actually this works for us and this works for my baby is is there a lot to do a routine as well about um about healthy boundaries as in children I mean this is speaking kind of me I work with children that are a lot older like teens and stuff but actually them knowing where they are if you know what I mean it's like they know yeah. what's expected at a certain time of the day and I know how we all um talk about you know that the the bed bath milk story routine how a lot of parents adopt that and we, we we do that as well within a half hour window but my son he's always known that that's what happens and he looks forward to it and yeah. we anticipate it and we we gear up for it in five minutes time we're going to tidy the toys yeah. away and then and he knows the routine so is there not i mean i know it's very honest i'll be we can be completely honest on the podcast we are very pro routine um louisa and i because that's what works for us so anyone that feels that has a negative comment perhaps they're listening now and are thinking Do you know what i think i think this is crap i don't i don't like routine what would you perhaps say to them about that um, I, if you think of us as adults, okay, before you have children, most of us have our lives in a routine. You wake up, where you go to work, you wake up at the same time each day, your alarm goes off at the same time mm. each day. You get up, you probably do things in the same order each day where you have your coffee, have your shower, have your breakfast. You would do that in a very I similar order. I have to order. wee, brush my teeth, then have a shower. Yeah, you would leave at the same time <laughs> for work each day. You'd probably take the same route each day have your breaker, et cetera, et cetera. On days where, say, your alarm has gone off and you've pushed snooze and you've woken up half an hour late and you've woke up and gone, oh, my God, I'm half an hour late. You get up and you go... It sets your day up badly. Yeah, yeah. I can't have my coffee. I don't have time for my shower. I've got to run out the door, you know, and then you hit a bit of traffic. All day, all morning, definitely, before you even get to work, you're quite stressed. You feel quite stressed and harassed because your usual routine is out of place. So babies are very similar you know it we as adults have a very routine based life most of the time and it helps us feel more secure and calmer so why would we then not want that for our children you know if ultimately see when they start nursery when they start school again it's all very routine based um and they're well, calmer yeah, school, as a result of school it. and nursery is, is completely yeah. routine yeah. based yeah. isn't it um it's for a reason like my kids are honestly i will say I think happier than my other friends children that don't have routine mm. they tantrum less they know what's coming I can reason with them I think that's I the point they know what's with coming them. yeah they know that um you've had your lunch now you there's play time for 10-15 minutes whilst you digest that food and then we're going up for our afternoon sleep and I really really I have a lot of friends that um attachment parent that co-sleep and it's my complete worst nightmare I'm very honest with saying that um but their kids are miserable sometimes you know they're tantruming and even when they're older two and three they're just it's it just I don't see I haven't seen attachment parenting work particularly for anyone apart from my one friend Sarah who d- did do that with her little boy um, and he was sick he had oh, okay. he had cancer, Stanley, oh, and it gosh, actually yes. really really worked for yeah. them and for her, especially in their situation. That's the only one mm. time that I have seen a happy child, that's really? a completely happy, hundred percent happy child. Yeah, I mean, maybe you're listening now and you're thinking, no, girls, girls, I I do this and it's really happy. Email us in looselipspod at gmail dot com. Tell us tell us your secret. Tell us how it works for you with attachment parents. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Can I ask as well? So, I mean, because I think impart a little bit of wisdom uh, from Lisa <laughs> in how to and how to get sort of the sleep training. I genuinely don't know the answer to this either. I just went with my gut instinct, but I do think people perhaps were a bit sort of oh at me when, when we admitted to this. But when you have a baby, all the health visitors and the midwife say is they need to be in your room until they're six months old in a crib. Well, we got to eight weeks. <laughs> Kicked him out and booted him out, and it was actually my husband. I got to four weeks of dick. Did you? Well, the guinea pig noise. That's what well, the thing is. Oh. We and this is the thing. And we were all none of us were sleeping properly. We, our room was pitch dark. Obviously, we were having to climb over each other to get in. Um, you know, we have a big sort of heavy duvet that makes a lot of noise. It's one yeah. of those you know duck down duvets. The baby with, with the snuffling and the guinea pig. So we weren't sleeping at all soundly or deeply. Every time we farted, moved, or shoved, or snored, she farts a lot. Louisa farts a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, it would wake the baby you know if one of us needed to get up in the night for the loo it was just a complete and utter disaster for us and it got to the point we were so sleep deprived that at eight weeks I'd gone out I think I'd had like a, a one, my first job like a little freelance gig for a couple of hours and I got in and my husband at the baby's room was literally next door to us um, my husband had moved his crib into the room and I had an absolute shit fit oh my god you can't do that um, and he was like I don't care we're giving it a try now again this is what worked for us I'm not saying swears everyone else but from that night on we'd instantly gone from three hours to five hours sleep and and suddenly that chunk of sleep for all of us was a lot more quality sleep so what are your thoughts and opinions on this holy grail of six months yeah i think um as parents we have all the information from all the various governing bodies and you know people like that and we have to make informed decisions about what works for us as parents so a lot of people wouldn't actually have the room, say, to go from a crib or a Moses basket when the baby grows out of that to have a cot in their room. I know we definitely didn't. When our eldest was born, he was £9.3 at birth and he was £16 by six weeks. Wow. So oh the Moses God. basket, he was completely out. There's no way he could stay in the that Moses wa- basket. That was a waste of money, Lisa. <laughs> He was a giant. Can we just discuss Moses baskets are a waste of money? Waste of money. Just put them in a cot. 
But, you know, our, our house was quite small and our bedroom was quite small. There was not a chance we were going to be able to fit a cot in our bedroom. So we had no choice anyway. He had to go in the cot in his own room. But what I've always had with all of my babies and what I recommend to everybody that I work with, with a baby under six months, is to have an angel care. Um, I know Louise has used them. Um, is basically the breathing mat monitor. So if you've got one of those, that basically monitors your baby's breathing all night. So if if your baby's asleep next to you and you don't have one of those, how do you know if they're breathing? Okay, if they're in a room of their own with one of those, you have that alarm that would potentially go off anyway and, and alert all, you. And we're all a bit neurotic, aren't we? Yeah, I know I would, I, I would stick my finger under his nose yeah, and check he was still alive. Lick your finger. And, yeah. I've had an angel care for all three of mine. Yeah. Dixie, I moved into her own room when she was four weeks old. And it, I probably feel like I should highlight this. I'm going to be sensible. It's not recommended yeah. by the NHS. Um, but again, just kind of repeating what Lisa said it is up to you and how you feel and I have to say Clemmy was the one that was in the room for the longest with someone because I had a bed in her room and actually when she then went into her own room she did sleep better she's always been a good sleeper anyway but she did go through that kind of 4am 5am waking up for a lot longer than the other two did and I do think it's because you know you were in the room Lisa or I was in the room Um, and actually you don't need to be I don't think um, I think they do sleep a lot better for it. Mm, I'm so. going to... I've had a lot of people writing in to me about um, you coming on, so I'm going to ask a few sort of quick-fire questions. I love it. Um, troubleshooting. But lots and lots of people have been saying, can you do a routine when you breastfeed? Now, I'm not a breastfeeder. Um, what's your opinion on routine and breastfeeding, Lisa? 80, 90% of the parents that I work with um, in my job as a maternity nurse and through the email support are breastfeeding mums, okay? So they've all done the routine that I do. So it works with breast and bottle feeding babies. So you do tend to find, say, formula-fed babies may drop their night feed slightly earlier, maybe more like six to eight weeks, if you've done the if you've done the routine from the start anyway. Um, whereas breastfed babies more like eight to 12 weeks you know but usually definitely by 12 sorry to interject do you recommend if people are breastfeeding do they express so if you're working for a family then the mum mum's breastfeeding but you're doing the night nannying lots of people say what's the point in that um how does that work do they express do you take baby to mum what's the practicalities um so we we breastfeed solely for one to two weeks to get the baby established and latching on and that we're happy that the baby's feeding well and then we introduce a bottle around the 10-day, 10, 10 to 14-day. That's not recommended either, is it, by yeah. health visitors? And we've had conversations about this, that the health visitors make you leave it for so long before you give them a bottle that they then won't take a bottle. Exactly. So you're better off. A milk supply, though, lots of people say, well, what about my night milk supply? Yeah, so what we do is... Um, so final feed that mum generally does on the breast is the 6 to 7 p.m. bedtime feed. And then the next feed that the baby has, which is the dream feed that we keep, um, between 10 and 11 p.m., the baby then has a bottle of express milk then and mum expresses and empties out fully before she gets to go to bed then. So in my job as a maternity nurse, I then keep the baby with me 
and I have a bottle of expressed milk to give the baby for the 3 to 4 a.m. night feed. Um, now, depending on mum's supply, um, some of them would need to just pump off a little bit in the middle of the night because they may find they're so full in the morning that they can't sleep anyway by 5 a.m. because they're leaking all over the bed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pain, ouch. <laughs> but some of them are fine to just wait till the 7 a.m. feed, and I bring the baby back to them for the 7 a.m. feed, and the baby goes on the boob again in the morning. So it has no effect on breastfeeding in terms of supply because mum maintains her supply by emptying out with the pump at the 10pm feed um, and the boobs can go from 10pm to 7am without it affecting supply. I've done that with hundreds and hundreds of mums and they'll all say the same that it's never affected their supply. Um, one of the most popular things, waking in the night um, and how to cut that night feed down is a, is a big one. Like You might have a baby that's 12, week up, 12 weeks old that's still waking through the night. What's your advice to kind of stop that night feed, cut that night feed and work towards the long stretch from late feed to morning? Yeah, so it's similar to what we did with Indy. So you have to make sure that you... Um, the baby's having good feeds during the day so that you know they're having um, an adequate amount during the day. But the biggest thing that we changed with Indy, which really freaked Louisa out when I told her I to like, do it, no. <laughs> was that she was kind of putting her to bed at 6 to 7pm and then waiting for her to wake at some point for that feed. Well, they, they do still need a feed over that 12-hour period because they can't go 12 hours until they're on solids. But what I said to her we needed to do was just move that feed to the start of the night and that she would then naturally sleep well after it. So the biggest thing that I do, which goes against what most other um, sleep experts would say, is that I actually wake a baby fully at the 10, 30, 11 p.m. feed. And there's like lights on, it's like a, yeah, party. It's a party. I was like, time. what are you doing, Lisa? <laughs> well, this, and I think this is a really, really key thing just to focus on because, I mean, I, I read that in your in your sleep routine because it is very mapped out with the different times of when yeah. you feed. And I saw that at the 10, 30, I was like, oh, my God. It's Cause, so cause, scary. Cause, cause it terrifies everybody. Well, because <laughs> it, isn't it, it doesn't, isn't that's the old adage, the old wives tell, never wake a sleeping never baby. But do, they will sleep longer. And I have have to say we're we've we're running out of time lisa but everything lisa's instagram um is brilliant you've actually posted routines on there um for different babies at different age ranges and what stage they'll be doing different things um i think you're Instagram's at blisselbabyexpert1, one, isn't yes. it? Yeah. Um, and Lisa's book is also available on Amazon, um, Blissful Baby Expert, which I highly recommend. It is literally the holy grail. Um, you're very approachable and contactable as well um, on Instagram, and you have an advice service through yeah. email, and people can ring you or book her because you mm. won't regret it. <laughs> Do you know what? Can I just say that was amazing? Yeah, you should be her agent because that, that was I so good. I literally, but I am such an advocate. I'm an advocate for anything that keeps parents sane. Sleeping and, and yeah. sleeping is a form of torture. Like yeah. sleep deprivation is a form of torture. And you don't need to be sleep deprived as a parent. And also your your child does not will not and does not need to scream and scream for hours crying. And that's such a common misconception of sleep training and routines. Your child actually won't ever really cry mm. if you if you have a routine. Like occasionally last night for instance um, I bathed the babies, put Clemmy um, to bed, and then put Indy to bed. Indy has extended her bedtime routine slightly lately. I end up reading to a whole audience of teddies <laughs> at the moment. 
<laughs> but whilst I was doing that, I could hear Clemmy having a grizzle. She wasn't screaming, she wasn't crying, but I could hear her and I thought, I can't do anything. I've got Indy here. You're safe in your cot. You're just going to have to stay there. And 10 minutes was gone. She didn't even make noise for that whole 10 minutes. And by the time Indy was in bed, I looked at the monitor and Clemmy was flat out. And I think it's important to give them the opportunity to wind down and get themselves back to sleep. Because otherwise... Without then, jumping in. Yeah, mm. without jumping in. And I think the difference between, you know, if you're in a relationship about difference in parenting styles and backing each other up, because as we say, um, slit, I mean, I hear about this so much. And when I wrote my book, Breaking Mum and Dad, a huge emphasis was on relationships because I think the stats are something like, you probably even know better than me, Lisa, but I think it's one in six couples break up within the first two years uh, of having a child because it is it can be that stressful. Well, I did with... It with be Dixie's toxic. dad, it can be really, really toxic. You must go to some couples whilst you're when you're doing your troubleshooting, and they, I don't know, are well, they yeah, people are at each other's throats, and I, I think, totally. and, and I think when we joke around some of my friends with public face, because when you go out, it's <laughs> public face, whereas behind closed doors, I you are screaming. Hate it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but this is it, and I talk very openly about my first three weeks of having Enzo. We don't know what had bloody happened in our life, and we were screaming at each other three <laughs> weeks in, and when we're like. What are we doing to each other? We are tearing each other apart with yeah. competitive tiredness. Yeah. And that uh, competitive tiredness. <laughs> it, it really is. That. And it's who deserves that extra 15 yeah. minutes sleep. And we were absolute. And when I say screaming, I mean foaming at the mouth. And that's such a negative that's environment bad. to be in. It is. It's I terrible. Hate. Do you know what's surprising me? Andrew and I never really argue. It's because he's never there. <laughs> and your baby's sleep. And my baby's sleep, exactly. There's a real there's a real yeah, formula to this. And I and I know from being right in the heart of it myself, thank thankfully for not very long before I was like, we need to sort our shit right yeah. out. Do you know what we did? We camped at my parents because it was like <laughs> we are literally not coping together right now. We need someone to seriously mediate and help us out here. And I just sort of want to stick that plea out to any parent as well and just think, get some help, get someone yeah. to help you in in any way. Well yeah. I had Lisa to help me. And I'm going to um, have Lisa. I'm going to literally think, sell my car to have Lisa. <laughs> picking up on what you said, Lisa, about the older children, you don't get that if you do a routine from day one. You no. will not have a six to eight month old keeping you up all night. It just exactly. doesn't happen. No. And even when they're teething, I've had one sleepless night with Indigo, none with Dixie, and Clemmy's just cut two teeth. I didn't even know till I felt in her mouth. And I think it's. It's really important that from day dot, you engineer it so that they are working with you and for you, the kids, and you're not slave to your children, you know. And I think it's just causes so many problems down the line. And also, if you attachment parent and then you decide, actually, I'm a bit sick of this now, bored of this cute newborn stage, sleeping in my bed, cuddling all night, want them in their own bed now, might want to have sex with my partner, want them out... It, I think it's quite cruel. It's quite stressful yeah. for the baby at that it's point. It's awful for the yeah. baby. Yeah. And you will end up with crying. Mm. It's inevitable. Whereas when you do the routine from the start, you know, the babies don't cry because you're gently working towards a routine from the start. So you're always working on those good sleep cues, good sleep habits. Mm. So it's not that they're, oh, you're making them not eat and, you know, you're making them sleep. No, actually, they just naturally are Fall doing that. that and it's not a difficult process no. you know and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm giggling not because of that but it's just making me remind me of a friend of mine you say about the sex thing and uh, they had the baby this is why another reason it's all personal choice but at four at four months old the oh baby God. was in in the, in the crib at the end of their oh bed no. and they were like we, we're gonna we're gonna we need to have sex right we want we want to need to we want to we, we want to do that 
that the first sex after, after having you a have baby, a baby. Where we, oh God, we all cringe we're all I'm tense. crossing my legs I am too you literally you're bracing it's the most unsexy sex I think you could ever have I think when my husband I'm and I hurting you do you feel alright it's a bit like that. it's horrible my husband and I we first had post post baby sex was bloody awful quite frankly no offense Alex. but a friend of mine was saying they could because they were sort of going through the you know the co-sleeping thing they had <laughs> they didn't have the baby in the bed <laughs> baby was in the cot at the end of the bed no she said but we were trying to have sex so the baby was asleep but they said we were trying to quietly you know have a let's be honest very vanilla sex right you know straight (laughs) after having baby but she said all we could hear was was the guinea pig snuffling from the baby and she went we had to stop we had to stop too distracting (laughs) Jesus use the sofa people get creative thank you so much Lisa thank you so many amazing tips there um yeah, and this is, I think it's very obvious um, that we are very pro-routine. It's just, it's worked for me. It's worked for Louisa. Obviously, it's what Lisa does. We'd just like to point out, whatever you do with your parenting and your sleep, um, absolutely go for it. It's your life. It's your family. Um, but we are here just to obviously offer up our bits of advice. Anna's being so neutral. That You'll was really so neutral. You'll be so much happier if your kid sleeps and you have a routine, <laughs> basically. Um and also, if you do have any questions for Lisa, please email us because she will come back on. Oh, yes, I'd love to. Thank <laughs> you for having me today. She will You're going to regret meeting me, Lisa. Because when I have another baby, I'm literally going to speed dog. You need to, um, as soon as the seed is planted, just, get on to Just Lisa. put it on Louise's account, it'll be fine. <laughs> do you know, you actually need to tell me when you're trying. I've actually got I a mum. I tried to when I was trying. I've, I've got a mum who texts me this week, who the lines literally just turned blue, and she said, I'm due, May, make sure you're free. And I was like, yeah, I'm free. She was like, oh, thank God for that. And I have two. <laughs> Two mums who I did their first and second babies for who are currently trying for number three. So the moment the line turns blue, they will be texting me. I was competing with another mum when I was trying. And I was like, look, I'm trying. This is going to happen. It's going to happen like on X, Y and Z. I know. And she was like, OK, there's another mum. I was like, don't worry, I'm going to be first. <laughs> this is brilliant. Louise's competitive conception. <laughs> Louisa, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you very much. Okay, Louisa Zisman, it is that time of the week which everyone loves. Um, And by the way, thanks again for your nice comments on this. I love it when uh, when Lou goes for it. And it is, of course, Louisa's rant. So go for it. What has got your goat this week? What has made you angry this week? And what do you want to offload about? I... Do you know what? Lots of people have also been moaning about this this week. I don't want to see your bloody children standing in a hallway in their shitty school uniform. I don't care. I don't care that your kids have gone back to school. First day selfies. First day selfies and pictures in your hallway. The cheesy little grins. I don't find it cute. I don't find other people's kids cute. I don't even take a picture of my own child going back to school. Um... I don't, I just don't care about that. I don't want to see it. It's clogged up my news feed the whole of last week. It's clogging up my news feed. Oh, Ava's going back to school. Oh, little Bruce and Billy and Bobby Joe. I don't care. I actually, I don't want to see it. The, do you know what, though? The only school uniforms I like are the private school ones with the nice little boater hats. <laughs> So if your child had the nice school uniform with the little boater hat, I probably did like and comment. But if they didn't, I don't like the other ones. They all look the same. They're all boring. They haven't got the nice cute hats. And your kid doesn't look cute. Half the kids aren't even good looking. I don't want to see them. Oh, my God, she's going there. It's true. I don't care about your kids going back to school. Why do I care? Nobody cares. It's not interesting. Everyone's kids are going back to school. We're all happy. We're all like, you know, whooping. 
all these, oh, it's going off to reception. I'm going to cry. You're going to cry maybe for the first day and then you're going to be so happy Do you know what? that the, school was ever invented. The best the best one I had that clogged up on my feed this week, because um, I had to admit there are a lot of them. It was too um, many, I'm, Anna. It was over the top. Keep Just send I, the pictures to like the grandparents because they care. They care. <laughs> we don't care. Grand, I don't care. It's the grandparents who aren't even on Facebook. The best, the best one I had that I saw on my feed this week was of my twin gods. I've got twin gods sons and their parents and the, the kids have gone to, yeah. the boys have gone to school for the first time and instead of doing she the, must be thrilled well this is it instead of the obligatory standing in front of the front door you know with the boys you know on their merry way to school for the first time the picture that you saw on facebook was of my friend michelle and her husband kev literally fist pumping the air and you could just see the look going yeah the happiness <laughs> and it was just literally hashtag freedom um, and it really really made me laugh but that is that's one hell of a rant so Lou, if you've been post, if you are friends on social media with Louisa, and you've been posting <laughs> sorry, pictures of your sorry children, friends, but I really she wasn't hates interested. It. She hates I it. I hate it. I didn't put pictures of mine up. No, you, no, you didn't actually. I never do anyway, do I? No, you don't. Because well, I didn't take a picture. It's, <laughs> I mean, an indie went to nursery all through summer because I was clever when I selected her nursery. It is open fifty-one weeks of the year. Only closes through Christmas. Thank you so much, lovely ladies at Indies Nursery. Really appreciate you. Seriously. Worth your weight in gold. Seriously, mate. <laughs> but yeah, that's what's been getting my goat this week. It's a good rant. It's a good rant. And of I'm course... I'm so sick of it. Well... And all the adverts on telly for the school uniforms. Like Asda, oh, you can get your uniform here, 99p. Tesco, it's only 50p here. I think we've established as long as they're wearing um, a vastly expensive Fortnum and Mason hat. Fortnum and Mason? Not even <laughs> Harris, Harris hat. Then you ain't interested. Well, listen, uh, that is it from us. I can't believe it. We could talk for eight years. Um, Lisa, thank you so much for joining us thank again. Thank you. Um, thank to all of you for listening to Loose Lips. Um, we want you to get involved, though, don't we, Lou? Do you agree with us? Do you disagree with us? Um, what do you think about what we've been talking about? Just get in touch, right? Yeah, you can drop us an email at looselipspod at gmail.com. Um, also drop us a tweet or Instagram use the hashtag hashtag loose lips pod and we will see them and of course you can find us on our socials at Louisa Zisman and at Life Coaching by Anna and Lisa's again is at Blissful Baby Expert 1 and we're going to get Lisa back hopefully as well so if you've got any any more sort of sleep training questions just anything basically just do uh, do let us know because we do want to shape yeah. this podcast around you guys and um, please don't forget to rate us five stars that would be lovely because yes, we're so excited you. and last week we made number one I know we're so so grateful so grateful um, please do make sure you subscribe um, and you get it at straight to your device every single Monday as well well that is it from this week Lulu have you got a good week in store I have I don't know what I'm doing actually now the kids are back at school I know I'm going to have such a good time this week well you're not going to be taking photos of them and sticking them on your on your feed I'm not I'm going to be sorting my house out really love it do you know what I'm going to do I'm going to take loads of photos photos of my son and I'm going to bombard <laughs> bombard your phone with pictures of him I'm standing I'm block you <laughs> I don't want to see your kid oh, little smiley faces dribbly mouths food all over their faces no thank you dress him in a bow and some nice shorts pair of long socks just like Prince George love lovely we will see you next Monday thank you for listening Hi, I'm Anna Williamson from Breaking Mum and Dad, the podcast. If you haven't listened to my series yet, please do come on in. It is all about parenting from an emotional and mental health perspective. And believe me, we delve deep into the real honest feelings, warts and all. 
you know, I came out and I said, I really hate breastfeeding. If you're struggling at the minute to breastfeed, give it up. Stop doing it. Your mental health, for me as a mother, is much more important than whether your kid is fed from a boob or a breast. Why bother doing it if it makes you miserable? So please do subscribe. Come on board. It's Breaking Mum and Dad, the podcast with me, Anna Williamson, and all of my very, very special guests. You can access it on Acast, your Apple Podcasts, or however else you get your podcasts. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.